0: What up, people? Welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. you are here with your boy, Ryan Leaf. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back. It's been a minute since I've uh, since I've spoken to you. I've taken a bit of a hiatus because uh, I think we all know that Liverpool won the Premier League, my beloved club, and uh, it's been quite a bender. <laughs> but uh, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm happy to have all of you guys back again. Uh, this is obviously uh, this is the first time that I've actually made content in, like what, a week and a bit? Um, I, I think if you guys tuned in last you saw so I was kind of just going crazy about Liverpool winning the Premier League but anyway it's not about Liverpool today I'm going to be chatting about Arsenal I'm going to have uh, my good boy Daniel Skilton on the podcast today and we're going to just chat about Arsenal and how they've progressed as a football club under the guidance of Mikel Arteta uh, certain players have signed new deals Bukayo Saka for, for one of them and uh, Martinelli is another one so Arsenal are taking strides to move in the correct direction and uh, I'm waiting to see what Dan has to say. Wait, where is Dan actually? Where is this man? Why are Arsenal fans always late? First, Jazar, like the other day, um, I think we had the episode with Henry and then Bryce and Victor, man was late. Now this. Come on, Dan. Okay, well, it is one minute past eight, so I'll cut the guy some slack. Uh, Let me just see Dan, where you at, bro? Anyway, I hope you guys are all good How have you guys been doing? Tell me in the comments if you guys are just coping during COVID uh, What have you guys been getting up to? I hope you all have been tuning into the podcast So, before I even start Here's my socials at the bottom. If you guys want to follow me on any kind of platform, um, I have two Instagram platforms. So I basically have at the dugout podcast and I have at Ryan double underscore leaf. Uh, I think you guys should, should follow me at the dugout podcast. But if you want to see my personal stuff, go ahead. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at dollar rye. Oh, there's Dan. There's Dan. Okay. Come on, Dan. Come on, Dan.
1: Pactisational. <laughs> now we good. <laughs> Stupid fucking thing.
0: Wait now, what are you looking at? Because the camera's there. So what? What's there?
1: Okay, my screen, my my laptop is here. My I've got it like projected onto my screen in front of me. You're a lucky man, huh? Yo, check are you living. Yeah, dude, I <laughs> had to set it up somehow. And then I got you coming through my speakers as well, so. Oh, you can, you can hear me clearly, though. Oh, yeah, crystal clear.
0: But otherwise, how's everything, good? Yeah, it's been good, Maji. It's been good. Good to have you on. It's been a minute since I've had you on the podcast, actually. I know. It's been too long.
1: Too much has changed over the
0: last week. Tell me, tell me who's the biggest vendetta out of all the people I've had on my show. Who do you have the biggest gun for?
1: (laughs) I think it's kind of obvious, don't you think? Ooh, it's Bryce. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Shame. You know what? We actually, we actually been DMing each other. It's been civil. It's been civil.
0: Now you told me you guys had a whole chat in the DMs talking about like, you know, what happened and talking about football. Because you actually phoned me and told me about the convo. Yeah, yeah, you were
1: even phoned you shit. <laughs> yeah, the man phoned um, me. Yeah, no, um, no, it was cool, man. I mean, we we both, that that's one good thing at least is that we've at least got a we've both got a good football brain. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's kind of obvious what we see in front of us. We're not just gonna use the oh I'm an Arsenal fan, oh, you're a Tottenham fan to really make your point. You know what I mean? Yeah, the man kind of like just put some.
0: Uh, he kind of like stoked the fire with that Tottenham episode. <laughs> If you, if you go to the <laughs> comment section, Dan, it's it's actually, I've never had such venomous comments under my
1: comment section. Never. <laughs> never. But I lie. When he, when he called us Morocco Swallows, like, before I said anything, I had to really, like, breathe a bit there, because I was like, there's no way, there's no way I'm going into on the comments, and that's when I came up with that Power lines, FC thing. It had to. It had to happen.
0: And and you know what? On every platform, if you open the, the IG page of my podcast as well, and you go in the comment section there where I posted a picture of what he said, whatever. Yeah. It was, the comment section, I've never seen people get so hard. <laughs> I've never seen like
1: people people couldn't hold their opinions to themselves when they saw that. I know it was mad. It honestly was mad. Let me try centralize this thing actually. This Sorry if I'm looking up. I'm, I don't have a problem, I promise. But it's just I'm trying to look at you and, uh, yeah.
0: No, don't tell me. I've, I'm glad you've made the, the audience aware of your situation, not me. I'm
1: fine. You know? How's, everything, how's everything been with work, dog? Are you good? Yeah, no, everything's hundreds. Um, obviously, over the last, what, month, month and a half, two months, since, since obviously, I think it was, what, level three? No, level four, we went back. And, um, yeah, I know it's been hectic, but to be fair, like things are pretty quiet compared to usual as they're expected to be, but then, you know, you get your fluctuations, you get a lot of people that come into the building now and then, and then next day is dead. It's kind of a weird one, but at least I'm getting paid and I've got a job, you know. A lot of people out there, are, they've got their own issues, they've just been retrenched, they don't even have salaries, you know what I mean, so... Yeah. Nothing I can complain about, to be dead honest with you.
0: Yeah, 100%. Actually, mm. so my my company have chosen to send us all back home and to work remotely again. Of, I
1: remember you said, why is that?
0: Uh, well, the increase in numbers of COVID cases, there hasn't been like a deep oh, okay. like a flattening of the amount of mm. we have daily. So my company just said, hey, listen, we're going back to like remote working and should not keen to have you guys in the office.
1: Makes sense. Well, it's funny, you know, um, you know where my building is just mm. in front of that, there's a construction site. Yeah. Not the one that we all look at. Not the Schlanger Arch. It's the other side. So in our actual complex. Yeah. I came in. When was it? What? It was last week. Yeah. Last week. And um, came in on Thursday. The site was dead. No one was there. So what the hell is going on? the guy comes in and tells me that the, one of the uh, managers or whatever tested positive. And he's a Scouser He's from Liverpool. <laughs> so yeah it's pretty mad what pretty crazy feels like it's getting closer you know and and you know what like even like in my area like a couple
0: of guys have got like covid in my area and like it's 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 getting like you know before we could all say like ah is this covid thing even be like there were questions there were still question marks you know yeah and then and then next thing you know it happens so it's getting real it happens so close to you and you're like hmm now i'm not so brave <laughs> No, now I'm not so brave. Now I'm not so brave. Like, the guys in my area are playing soccer now and everything. And I'm like, yo, like, I want to play. But I'm like, hey, if I get this thing, Is it
1: worth it? If I get this thing, bro. I'm I'm, definitely one of those people that are like, just give me it. Honestly, I don't, I don't mind right now. Just give me it so we can get it over with. <laughs> and we can just move past it, honestly. But. But hey, I, I say that now and then the next minute you're on death row, you know. <laughs> dog, dog, you're, you're telling so, me, you're telling me.
0: But in a uh, in lot more brighter news, let's get into the Arsenal and let's talk about like what's been happening with your football club. I know that you've been a lot happier with the results of late.
1: Yeah, man, 100%, 100%. But I'm not getting too carried away though. That's, that's the only thing. Can't get too carried away. There's no ways. Um, but yeah, man, speaking of the last results, who do we play? Wolves on the weekend. I'm did not you joking. Expect, you. Did you expect you guys to beat Wolves? Because I won't to you, I didn't expect. I, I went into that game, how are going to a game versus Man City? Yeah. I was expecting to lose that game. You're away from home. Wolves, beast of a team. Good players all over that pitch that command their territory. Yeah. And to be fair with you, I was shocked. That's why I was shouting. Luckily, I was home alone. My parents went out. I was screaming. After that second goal, I screamed. I screamed. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's like, I went there expecting to lose, get a draw at best. And I shouldn't be thinking that, but that's realistically where we are. And when when we scored the second, after Lacazette, I just went apeshit. I genuinely I, I didn't expect that because, you know, Wolves are
0: actually coming into some good form, number one. And number two, they, they were
1: unbeaten.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and they've been playing so well the entirety of the season. And like it's actually been mm. crazy what Nuno was doing at that football club, if I'm being honest. So you know what? The most I expected was like an Arsenal draw with them. That's the most I expected. Exactly. That's the and most for us at least trail. Yeah, because I'm used to Nuno's Wolves team like scoring every single game.
1: Like they has there's barely been yeah. a game where they don't score. Exactly. I mean, they got goal scorers everywhere. you got Adama, Neves, flipping uh, Jota. who was on the bench, unfortunately. Uh, what's the humanism? Ruben, Ruben Neves. They've just got so many. Exactly. Exactly. Especially Adama. Jeez. When he got the ball, my heart just stopped for a bit. And then we tackled him and we're like, okay, cool. Let's go again, you know. That guy's a freak. He's a
0: freak. You know what? I would think that Nuno would have put Adama Chayore
1: on, on, on Bellerin. That would have been the smarter option in my opinion. Is he right footed or left footed? He is. And we can eat with either, but what's his stronger foot? I don't he's know if it's a like
0: righty. It. He's a righty.
1: You see, now I would have done that. But in saying that Cedric started. That's why Cedric started.
0: And and you know what? You know what? Cedric has actually been playing like a madman. He has been mm-hmm. crazy. In in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, Cedric Suarez has cemented the right back spot now. I think it's it's kind oh, yeah. of
1: I've been saying this for a while now is that Bellerin, I'm not going to go in on him and say he's shit or anything like that. I don't believe it. I think he's a really good player. It's just for me, and I've always said this, he's not a footballer. He's a sprinter. He's very good at running straight, but he doesn't have that. Like you watch Suarez. He has no problem turning whatever way he wants. He turn right, left, pass forward, pass back, pass sideways, give diagonal balls, give this, give that. He's a naturally born footballer mentally. With Bellerin so like in line, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So I get you. It's, it's weird, but it worked for a bit. But having a more natural footballer type player at the back makes such a difference. And I think that's why everyone been like slapped in the face by Cedric when he scored the first on his debut. And then now, I mean, he only played, what, 60 minutes. But those 60 minutes, he was so effective. I mean, he essentially gave him the ball that set up the first goal. So, you know.
0: But in, in exactly. all honesty, Cedric has been playing so well in the past two games. I think he's actually made the back spot his own. I think when he first came yeah, in, 100%. when he first came in, we were all saying, you know, it'll be a short-term loan deal. He'll be here. He'll be gone. He'll just do a job. 100%. In my opinion, Arsenal have to keep that man permanently.
1: Hmm. No. No, they did. They signed him on. Oh, yeah, they, they did. They did sign him up. Yeah, they did. I think it was a five-year deal. Oh yeah, they did. And a lot of, I remember before before his debut, there were guys saying, I think it was troops even. He said, "Oh, why are we giving a man a five-year deal when we haven't even seen a play?" And now, everything's changed. You know, these guys don't just sign players for the sake of it, especially Arsenal because they're so tight-fisted. There's got to be something in training and stuff that they see that's promising. You know, so. I've actually always
0: said good things about Cedric from the time he was at Southampton. I've always said good things. He's always been right back for me who's been dependable going backwards and actually going forwards. He's been phenomenal for the past like four or five years that he's been at Southampton. Mm. And I won't lie, it was a very clever deal from Arsenal. When I I first saw that, I was like, oh wow.
1: Yeah, you and me both. Even though he was injured, I was still like, I remember when he first moved to Southampton, I was like, wow, okay. Because I, I don't know what club he came from. I just remember the name and I signed him in FIFA a few times. And then yeah. then I saw him play and I was like, wow, he's actually a more all-rounded type uh, right back. And that's what we need. So the fact that we got him and I always preach about the Premier League experience. And now we got someone that fits that category. I think it was a, a very, very good move, to be honest, without spending so much money on someone.
0: Yeah, what you are saying about Billeran earlier is very, like, it's, I've heard many people say that about him, that he's, he's more of an athlete than an actual footballer. He is, yeah. But have he you checked is. recently, he's kind of like lost a couple
1: of meters of pace. Have you checked that? I don't know. I thought he did when he first came back, but I thought after lockdown, when I first watched him, he looked very confident, which is weird, because like when you're coming back from a knee injury, you're like, you know, hesitant going there. But then, right. against guess yeah. the thing was, Brighton, he looked very, I don't know, he just looked, like, he, would, he was just comfortable, you know, but uh, but still, he wasn't that effective, but it was good to see him looking normal, you know what I mean, even though yeah. it wasn't great. But. And, you know, going forward, Cedric is actually very useful
0: when it comes to beating his fullback and whooping across him. He is so good That's at that. he loves doing it. He loves doing, he it. Loves doing it. Exactly. Nah, he's exactly good. He's, I won't lie, when I saw Cedric coming to the ambulance, I was like, yo, this is a player. Yeah. This is a player. I don't, think, I don't think a lot of people looked at it that way, to be fair. I I, I was, of- I was I've been watching Cedric Suarez for a long time, like I've been watching exactly. him and I, and the thing is I, I'm a natural right back myself, so I know the position very yeah. well. So watching yeah. him, I was like, yo, oh, this guy's a player.
1: You know it's funny when I was watching on the weekend, I actually thought of you. Cause you've got that natural footballer, you know what I mean, like almost yeah. like slash midfielder vibe, but yeah. And right back as well. Mm. Yeah. now so, He's
0: he's good and and you know what? It actually gives the the chance to someone like Ainsley Maitland Niles to move sensally now. Smooth, Before I even go any further, before I go any further, please click subscribe. Okay, cool. Thanks so much. Uh, Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, like I put my handles in. So, yeah, follow me there as well. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the best football podcast in South Africa. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching wherever you do listen or watch me, whatever. Thank you for all the five-star ratings on Apple Podcast. And if you haven't, please click subscribe on Apple Podcast. Please follow me on Spotify. And like I said, this is the best football podcast in South Africa. So anyway, sorry for interrupting. Back to me
1: and Dan. There we go. Play the players in the right positions and they'll give you what they need. But then in saying that on the weekend, I was so shocked when he put him at left back. But you could see that he obviously told him, listen here. You're not going on the field to become a master left back and go whip balls and you are there to mark a dama. Mark the shit out of him. Because you got the pace, you can turn and go with them. And and that's all they did. That's why I thought shit. When he came on the left back, I thought this guy's losing it a bit. This this I think Arteta might have pushed one too far there. But it was clear that he said, Your job is just go and mark. And that that's so good to see because in the modern game, they expect these defenders to just Be more attacking-minded 24-7. And it was good to finally see that someone has said, your job, just mock him and take him out of the game completely. That's why Adama in the second half and first half wasn't really, he didn't do much, you know. You you know what, Dan? You know,
0: someone that also has surprised me, because I think we've only seen him like properly for the first time, like post-lockdown. Someone that we knew was a good player. We knew he was quality from the minute he got there. But he hasn't
1: just been given a chance. It's Kieran Tierney. <laughs> Dude, you don't have to say anything more about Kieran Tierney. I said from the get-go, I said that man is a freak of nature. To captain, to to go through and also, I know um, Brown is Celtic's captain. But then I think when he was absent, Tierney took over. And like, yeah. he was like 20, 21 years old. For you to captain... Your boyhood team at that young age kind of says so much about you as an individual, and you can see it with him on the field he when something when something really gets his back up he's not scared to tell a guy like "Fuck you or that's what we've needed for a while, you know, yeah, you need those players that, that are not afraid to
0: you know to speak their mind to speak their yeah. mind, you know even if yeah, they, they even stuck if, even in. If they're like if they even like upset someone they don't care they just want their mm-hmm. point to get across. The the funny thing is Is that I watched him Against uh, Against City That was the first Wait. time He actually Oh you him. mean For us Or yeah. for Celtic? No 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 for, for Arsenal Yeah When when I first watched him for Against City And I, I watched him play You could see that he Wanted to get forward But with the way Pep holds his teams They obviously try and Pin the full mm. back in And it actually Helped yeah. him turn him back But a lot of the yeah. time Whenever he had the
1: ball He was very forward thinking He got it forward first Yes Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think his fitness levels as well are not there yet. It's taking a a bit of time to get up to, you know, to be able to play the full 90 at full intensity. I mean, you look at Robertson and then you look at Tierney. Robertson can go for 90s flat, you know, running up and down, up and down, up and down. Tierney can only do it for about 60 minutes maybe, you know. So it's going to take time. But, you know, I'm just amazed, though, to be fair with the defence how Arteta's finally like almost mastered a bit of a balance playing to everybody's strength. So yes. at Kolasinac when he plays at left wing back or whatever, he, he finds himself too far up the field, but he's actually a really good defender because he's physically strong. Yeah. So to put him at left center back with David Luiz, who's stronger at a back three at center back and then Mustafi, who seems to be a bit more comfortable. It's kind of a, kind of a, good move there to be honest with you yeah yeah. someone that's impressed me highly too in the middle of the park
0: has been Gander Shaka I won't lie I've been impressed I've been very impressed I won't even try and lie to you like I'm not oh. going to be an idiot because I watch Arsenal I watch Arsenal and I'm not going to be an idiot and say I mean people are have you seen how fickle football fans are where they kind of hold people to like to like a previous right. version of themselves like I won't lie the, the Shaka that I'm seeing now
1: is not it's the square that I saw 18 months ago yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Switzerland Jack. It's the Switzerland captain. He, To be fair, all you have to do is look at our results without him. They, and I've said this, I said this to a few guys the other day. I said one thing that's disappointed me the most. Everybody keeps going on that we need a centre-back. We need defenders. We need this. No, we don't. We need a strong midfield. We haven't dominated a midfield in how long? We had Guendouzi next to Sabayos. Those two no offense to any of them, but none of them have the muscle and the presence that you need in a midfield, you know, to dominate and run a game. Yeah. I mean, Brighton kind of ran through us, and um, and it kind of leaves our defenders exposed a bit, I think. So having Jack there, you can clearly see, makes a huge difference, and it adds a bit of a bit of um, security there. So, you know? so you reckon Arsenal don't need centre backs? Listen, I'm going a bit far by saying that. I'm just thinking realistically because I don't think we're going to go buying an amazing centre back and a proper midfielder at the same time, you know? With, oh, yeah. Saliba, with Saliba, I think we've got enough leverage at the back to relax ourselves and say, okay. I mean, you've got David Luiz, you've got Mustafi, who Socrates can bin him. Holding's, Holdings pretty solid as a player. He's a very. Um, cool headed guy Callum Chambers I, I, think, I think
0: Rob Holding still needs a bit of time match fitness wise I think we've seen plenty yeah. of time where he's lost concentration or he, he still he, he still kind of he can't get to yeah. 90
1: minutes exactly no, I agree since that injury but we mustn't forget Rob Holding's still that same guy at like the age of 19 took care of Douglas Costa by himself Or oh, sorry Diego Costa wasn't oh, Douglas Costa uh, Diego Costa the, was it the FA Cup final I think it was against Chelsea yeah yeah. yeah, same, it's the same guy, dude, he, I, I think it would be, to like just push him on because we're so hyped on getting Upamecano, doesn't make sense to me because next season I see still, Arsenal fans still saying, get Upamecano, but make sense, make sense of it. How are you going to have one 18-year-old and one 19-year-old next to each other running your centre-backs? It doesn't
0: make sense. I mean, how can you put so much pressure on a 19-year-old Saliba and then have
1: someone like a Paul McConnell next to him? It doesn't make sense. Exactly. As much as I'd want it, like I heard you guys speak during, um, I think it was Who's the Biggest Club in London, and you were talking about Arsenal and possible targets. And what you guys said, I agree with fully. Connor Cody, Lewis Dunks, those type of players. I think get one of those and then breed Saliba and them, and away you go to be fair. Here.
0: Certain players of the club also should leave this summer. I mean, if we're looking at the entirety of the squad, I think, I think Arsenal have eight centre-backs. <laughs> you see, we have got a whole team
1: of centre-backs, literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like this, <laughs> back fours. But people keep saying we need centre-backs. No, you need consistency because if you're constantly changing the whole time, like how do you expect players to build relationships and, and play together and get comfortable with each other, you know? Yeah. It's, Hard when, especially with the fans, they get so impatient and say, "Oh no, they've been the whole lot." And I'm like, "That is so stupid." And I'm realistic, this is not FIFA. But like, for example, <laughs> for example, someone like
0: Mustafi has had his chance and he's been he's been disappointing in his time at Arsenal. Uh, yeah. I'd say get him out the door. I'd say 200%. I'd say keep Socrates for one more year. Well,
1: Remember? it looks like keep they're keeping a uh, Louise for one more year. So. I mean, Mavro Panos, get rid of him. He's a, he's, he hasn't had a chance. He's, he's a beast, but he hasn't been given his chance. I think, you know what I would do? I would pull the Chelsea card with him. Maybe okay. send him out alone for two years even. You know, like a Courtois type vibe. And let him do his thing in the Bundesliga and he can come back and maybe by then, you know, we would be able to fit him in the system and we've got some good depth there and what have you. But uh, but yeah, Mustafi, I agree with you. I've seen this too many times with Mustafi is, he dips, and then he peaks, and then he gets a contract, and or you know he gets the hype up. Like now, I see this morning, I, I was reading there in some of the headlines they I oh, know they want to try, offer him a new deal. I don't know if that's just paper talk, but for me, his race has been run. Yeah, he there's no there's no. We've seen too many moments in his play where he he just throws it all down the drain. You know.
0: Yeah, and and then speak to me about like what Mikel Arteta is doing right right now at Arsenal in terms of um what's different that you see now with him compared
1: to things under you know, my okay so basically one one of the best values i saw in him and it was i saw it the first week he came in was that he doesn't take shit from yeah. anybody and the players thought they were going to fuck with him and play games sorry for the language but yeah, they no- thought they were going to play games with him because he's you know oh who are you you know you haven't even got managerial experience And then they find themselves out of the squad to teenagers. Now it's not a game anymore. Now your career and your value is going down. So you either have to come to the party or unfortunately jump ship. I mean, Lacazette on the weekend finally got his goal. But he's been parking bench to Nketiah who couldn't even make it in at Leeds. And people are like, well, what's going on? Even myself, I was like, well, this is a bit extreme. But it's quite clear that if you have an attitude and you really don't want to go all the way, you're at the score. You won't be you can't, anymore. It's that simple. You can't. You can't ask for anything more. Even Wenger wouldn't do stuff like that. And that's what really aggravated me because you had players that were cruising along for the longest time. You know, because they could just rock up whenever they wanted and play whenever they wanted under Wenger and Unai. And then you've got Arteta, now, who's the total opposite, and that's what we've needed.
0: Yeah. Some honesty. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I think we've also seen um, some issues now with Mesut Ozil, tools, barely even made the matchday squad.
1: <laughs> you know, Mesut Ozil, that guy, in all honesty, it's like I'm sure you have a friend, a female friend, that, or, or I'm sure you've seen a story, the one that just gets beat up time and time again and ends up going back to the same guy. That's Ozil. He You know it's not going to work. <laughs> you know it's horrible. But they just held on. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. I think now they might finally let go. Well, they have to. I mean, they're paying him too much money. So, But Ozil is a problem. You can see in his attitude as well. He's, I don't know what it is, but ever since he got to the club, to be fair, he had one good season where he got a lot of assists. Still not more than Henry though, but he got a lot of assists. And since then, he just disappeared. And then he somehow managed to get that contract out of panic of selling Alexis Sanchez and the fan base rebelling. But it was a huge mistake. But whatever, move yeah. on and learn. It's clear he's not in the plans anymore, which is great. Ship him on. Even, even loan him out and offer to pay half his salary you know, for his last season. Mm. Nothing more you can do. Just going back to uh, discipline
0: that Arteta has been implementing in the Arsenal squad. I like how he's been handling Guendouzi since the whole incident. I like how he's been handling him since the whole... oh like I, I earn more than
1: you. Can you imagine? If Someone told me that on a football pitch, like, I have more money than you. How? Do you know how I'd laugh in wow. his face if you told me that? Even wow. if it was true. Even if it was true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, it wasn't true because Mopai earns, I think, 10 grand more than him per week. So that backfired on him big time anyway.
0: The funny thing is, the funny thing is is that like you know, like we all try, like I'm I'm a defender, for example. Like I know what it like what it takes to get into a forward's head. I know like what I have to do, like small little things like uh just to piss them off and get into their head. Yeah. I think it's kind of tacky and and just low class just to be saying stuff like, yeah. oh, I've got more money than you. Like that's not gonna get into a player's
1: head. Dude. In all honesty, when you say something like that, you know you've lost it. You know he's got you; he's got you completely. There's no you can't. That's why he came out with that, because he had nothing else to do. I mean, nothing the guy, the guy that injured your goalkeeper, went and scored the winner in the last minute. Deal with it. Mm. But my thing is, this is this is what proved to me that the character in that team, at that in that game, was extremely weak. Was this is just uh, my point of view. Yeah. I think it's a bit hardcore on the field sometimes. If someone did that right and contributed to injuring my keeper, and I'm pissed off about it, do you know what the old teams would have done? Um, what's his name? Uh, our old center back, Tony Adams. Yeah. Uh, Keon, guys like that. The whole game, they would have smashed the shit out of pie. That's what a real team would do. They wouldn't complain and cry like bitches after the game. Oh, you injured my keeper. Oh, it's your fault. No, 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 no you should have clattered him during the game yeah, and done the talking that way instead of now running your mouth because the man's just made you look sh- stupid, you know? It showed a lack of character. And to be fair, since that game, you can see Arteta slapped them all into line. And now they all seem to be where they need to be, you know? The papers, the papers seem to literally
0: run away with these stories, and they've been saying stuff like, like Quinduzzi is like gonna find a future away from Arsenal. So many clubs are after him in the summer. This, this, and that about him leaving. But the reality is, I actually agree with you. Where Arteta is instilling some discipline into his Arsenal squad for once. Um, oh yeah, a discipline that hasn't been there for a long time. Because as you can see, how the players are behaving. Mm-hmm. I won't lie no. it, it, it didn't make sense to me just to go back to your older points about Eddie and are playing it didn't make sense to me at first I was like what? <laughs> Same <here. laughs> but then when you, when you actually I'm reading up more about how he's
1: been handling the players and you actually mm-hmm. see that he's actually been disciplining them instead Yeah that's you know that's one good thing I must say with him as well is he seems to be pretty consistent with his decision making his uh also, his, his combinations and starting lineups too. Starting to, you can see... It's getting
0: better. It's getting better.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I think, unfortunately, under Unai Emery, he, he. I think, I'm not joking with you, I think he would listen to the fans too much. And I would always say, oh, no, it's bullshit. Uh, AFTV don't have that much influence. But I'm not kidding with you. A lot of the stuff they would say would reflect on the pitch the next week. Like, Uzo would be taken out or Uzo would be put back in again. and And it's like, at least under Arsene Wenger, how he got realistic results and uh, consistency was he'd have a team that he would constantly select to gel. And then if it, if there was um, a change needed or an injury, they would adapt accordingly. But he would stick to his guns on, this is my team. You know, where umni it was just, just changes, changes, changes. And then people were freaking out. Oh no, we need results. So he changed more and more. And it's like, At least on Arteta now, he's got his base. You can see he's getting his base. And he's starting to work around it.
0: No, you you know what? I'm actually happy with the way he's been dealing with the players. Funny enough, I know we've been saying Eddie and Ketia wasn't good enough for leads. But he's actually, I've been actually very happy to see him in and around the squad, if I'm being honest. Listen, he he deserves to be there.
1: It's quite clear. His attitude, his attitude has been good. He clearly wants to do very well, like everybody else would want to. And how can you how can you not I mean he, hit, he nearly caught uh, Patricia of God there with that one volley half oh on the, that oh yes when they hit the pole and he <laughs> I was surprised just as much as a keeper to be fair that he hit that but um, he you know what he's still young and he's still doing his thing you know I think people need to give him time and I think you'll turn into something else something very good to be honest someone very consistent.
0: There's been some good things that have been happening at Arsenal recently in terms of the contract situation. I think we've seen Bukayo Saka pin a new deal. We've seen uh, Martinelli sign a new deal. Is that a good sign
1: of intent from, from Arsenal? I think it is. I mean, it's your future. Yeah. I think I think for a lot of Arsenal fans to cry doom and gloom is a bit premature and stupid, to be fair. Can, especially people who say, have we made progress? Because they're only looking at it from a, from a uh, what do you call it, Results point of view. When Wenger left, people seem to forget we had zero assets. I remember that was a word that was thrown around a lot. We don't have any assets to sell. Where are we going to get the money? How are we going to buy players? Remember, it was all doom and gloom. Now we've got nearly a whole squad full of youngsters that are coming up. I think we're way better off now than we were when Wenger left. Yeah, You know, you got Martinelli, Nketiah, Saka, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, I mean, William Saliba now is going to come in and probably do a few things. Kieran Tierney is 22. Like, ha- more than half the team are all, like, nearly teenagers, you know?
0: Not even, even the like, players that are out on loan. I mean, like, people like Emil Smith or are going to come back into the first team. And he, I've seen a couple of glimpses of him. He's been impressive that I've seen
1: so he's far. He's the beast as well. That's C-A-M. He's a beast. Sorry, I forgot Joe Willock as well. He's oh, coming on. Yeah. That guy is a... He, I mean, to set up that goal... It just shows how, how good he actually is. And I think he's obviously going to get better. But but this has been the key to Arsenal and Wenger's success is constantly bringing through players that kind of from within the club, you know, like Wilshere, Ramsey, and that they add a bit of a stability, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know they've always got the best intentions. There's no ulterior motives of like Ozil and his, I don't know what, but... You can see when players just don't give a shit and then when they're actually born and bred through the club, it makes a huge difference long-term. Yeah, then, sure. Yeah. I, I think, you know what, Dan?
0: Even though this whole COVID-19 situation is happening and clubs are being impacted financially all across mm. the board, I think the one club you'd expect to have finances is Arsenal. I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's hard for Arsenal to come out and say, like, don't I'm so expect, glad you said Don't that. expect
1: big signings. We know Arsenal have got money. Listen to shit. Because you know why? I've said this before. I actually left a comment on one of the posts um, saying, oh, Arsenal have to sell Torreira, Guendouzi and Lacazette in order to fund Thomas Passe. And I said, oh, no, sorry. It was someone on one of the pundits, they said, oh, but I don't think they can afford to make big signings. I said, okay, it's funny how everybody's going on and regurgitating the same bloody line because they read a few papers. But no one's actually seen any figures. So how does anybody even know this? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, shots. Sure. No one knows
1: the figures, how much we've got in reserve. I'm telling you, the Arsenal save for times like this, you know? they've Remember Pepe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't have the money. Remember Ornstein was going on and on and on. We don't have the money. Oh, next thing we're signing Pepe for 74 mil and it's like, Everyone's like, "Oh yeah. wow, Arsenal again!" You know, but but you can understand
0: why they're doing that because with the way the the market's been so inflated in the past couple of years, I think playing down that you actually have money, it makes the price, it makes the price so much more affordable. Because you look at clubs like like Manchester United and City, and even Liverpool to some extent, and Chelsea when they guard for players, clubs seem to try and like extortionate the price by a huge amount to try to get the most out of those clubs.
1: Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean I mean even I've always said it though, like you don't even need they keep going on about money, 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 but you don't need a lot of money to build a good team. Liverpool have proven that. Like how how is no one catching on to this, you know? You don't need and, tons of money. Oh, yeah, Liverpool's a lot of that done. But they sold Coutinho to fund at least three of those players, yeah. so they didn't actually spend a lot. That is
0: exactly the thing that people are not seeing. People are not seeing that we sold Coutinho for 145 million pounds. That is money exactly. that was used to reinvest across the team. Like people are making you team, guys, are.
1: they're
0: making a team as if like we just spent this money from like out of blue. Guys, we earned the money by selling Philippe Coutinho.
1: You guys literally did the best thing you can. You've built the team the Be- right way. People don't opinion. see how we got Joe
0: Matip for free. People don't see how Trent is from the academy. People don't see how we paid eight million pounds to relegated to Hull for Andy Robertson. People don't see
1: those things. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shakiri was what? Shakiri was twelve million pounds from Stoke. Well, yeah. You see, uh, Van was how much from Newcastle? Twenty-five from Newcastle. He was how much? Twenty-five. Oh, 35. Okay, not bad. 25, bro. 25, bro. 25. 25. From another relegated team. You see, I've been saying this shit for ages. Stop looking at these. Even even Thomas Partey, for example. I think he's going to be a flippin' great signing if we had to get him. But they need to stop the model of going over and buying these expensive players. You don't need to. If you go to Sheffield and buy one of those midfielders, oh, they're going to add they're going to add some steel in your midfield. Definitely, you know, maybe Definitely. even one of their centre backs, Baldock or Egan, one of those. Types, look at how
0: they got! Know? Look at how they got Sander Berger, who plays in the Champions yeah. League. They got Sander
1: yeah. Berger for twenty million pounds. That that boy could have been at Arsenal. Exactly, exactly. But again, I'm not. Unfortunately, I don't control the money, and I don't control who they scout. But. Thomas Kostler would be an incredible signing. There's one player that I know would be probably the best signing would be that Hungarian that we would be linked with. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name. SBOZ something. He's from Red Bull Salzburg. Okay. He's Hungarian. He played against Liverpool in Champions League this year. He's 19 years old. I think he's got 16 goals and like nine assists, and he's a midfielder. What? He's... And he's got a release clause of like twenty five mil, and he's nineteen. He's a freak of nature, that kid. He's a very attacking type midfielder. But we're yeah. only, we've been linked to them. Look, but
0: but look at this though. Look at this. Arsenal's immediate needs. I don't believe it's goal score. It's goal scoring at the minute. It's it's not that. They've shipped in forty one goals this year. Forty one. Yeah, it's a lot. They've Shipped in forty one goals. Would someone like mm-hmm. Thomas Partey? Would he like really change that? like really honestly by
1: himself by himself no but where we've been missing the boat a lot is the link between defense and attack attack. Mm. we haven't had a midfielder that dictates dictates a game that's what we've needed i think if you even if you just got thomas Partey, in all honesty i think he would just it add a bit more steel one because he's a good defender two I mean, I don't watch him week in, week out, to be honest. But from what I see in his videos and the consistency of him going forward, he's very good at dribbling and and going forward and getting back at the same time. So he, I think, would be a very, very good starting. Nah, he'd be crazy. He'd be crazy. So let
0: me just look at Arsenal's next three games. I think you know them yourself. But um... Leicester at home. Leicester tomorrow at the Emirates. Shit. Leicester got no chance. But no, no, no. Let's be honest. Let, let's they actually have joking. They well. do. They, they, do. They, haven't, they, they haven't been playing well. They haven't been they playing haven't. well. They've been playing pretty poorly and they've got injuries to people like James Madison and Ben
1: Churwell, So I know I had to take Cho out of my fantasy team, actually. It <laughs> bombed me out. And <laughs> I they, saved got, a I saved I you they got a clean sheet. I saved you
0: points. And they got a clean sheet. Nah, I saved you points. But I mean... People that like Chase Madison that are missing tomorrow and Ben Chilwell. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big win for us. Oh, it's a big W. It's a big dub. But like, we didn't think that like Arsenal would beat Wolves.
1: Yeah. Who's to
0: say they couldn't beat Leicester tomorrow?
1: And we're end up playing at home, aren't we? Or even it's, it's, it's at the end yeah, the- we don't even we don't even have a crowd. That doesn't make. But the home advantage is home advantage at the end of the day. But I think, in all honesty, I think. I don't even think I don't even think they're gonna score. I'll say two 0 three 0 One of the one of the two. I will th- go three 0 Let me back them. I'll go three 0 to us to be honest. Even the people team. say, Oh, this is crazy, it's Brendan Rodgers. Like, who cares? No one cares. We we I'm telling you after that wolves win. Do you know how many of those players are gonna be up for that game? Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be wanting to get in that team and, and get the accolades and what have you. Yeah, you know. and, and you know what? That that Wolves
0: win must have given that Arsenal team so much confidence. It must have given them crazy confidence going into this Leicester game. I think that was the perfect yeah. result needed for the next three games because you're looking at, I think they're yeah. playing Tottenham next um, and then they're playing Liverpool. Who? Wolves? No, you guys. Oh, us? No, yeah, no, 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 we've got, it's, yeah, Leicester. It's Leicester, Tottenham, I'm looking at it now. It's Leicester, Tottenham and Liverpool, bro. Oh yeah, Liverpool at home. I forgot about that.
1: How can I forget about that Liverpool at home? Shit. Yeah, no, we've got we've got to run. We've got to run we have gotta pray as well because You see, I'm in, I'm gonna catch twenty two when it comes to those Champions League spots though. Ooh. What's wrong? Dan No 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 the next four are crazy. Leicester, Tottenham, Arsenal, City. Yeah. You mean Liverpool and City? Yeah, Liverpool and then City, yeah. Yeah, City in the FA Cup semis. What, for, the, <laughs> what the hell? No, but you know what? It's good. To be fair, it's good character building, whichever way it goes. To to have that run of games and not have any excuses and just go for it. What, what have you got to lose? Seriously, we're not expected to make Champions League. But, then, but but let's be
0: honest. There's I
1: think you guys are
0: what eight points away from fourth spot, who's who's occupied by Chelsea now. I mean, that's that's only just three games, dog. That's three games. There's six more to.
1: No, five. more. And I'm pretty confident that City are going to get chucked as well. I think fifth will be available. So for them, for them, for them not to get banned would be very, very unfair. But again,
0: I think they will get banned. I think they will get banned. We'll know about that by this week, I think. But if we're being honest, here, Arsenal have five games left. Do it's you? There, but- but we've got the hardest run in, I think, don't we, out of everybody? The toughest run. The toughest run. But with the way Arsenal are looking now, form-wise, do Arsenal have a chance of finishing in the top four this season?
1: <laughs> it's going to be a long shot, but we, we've always got a chance at the end of the day. you know. If, to be fair, I think, with our backs against the wall, with more to play with, or play for, should I say, I think we've got more more of a chance this time than we did last time because remember when the win was in our hands, we were clear for fourth, and then we lost to I think it was Crystal Palace, then Brighton again, and and it just tumbled. The guys got so confident out of out of tact, you know what I mean. But it's going to be tough. to be really. T- I think if we win if we win all of our games, I don't know how. If we win all of our games. Some power above is going to say, you deserve it. <laughs> Take it. Other teams are going to lose. <laughs> to it has to happen that way. It has to. I mean, if you beat all those teams, Tottenham, Liverpool, um, Leicester. I don't even know who, who are remaining actual Premier League games. Let me check here. So, okay, not Norwich, Leicester. Yeah, shit. Leicester. Where are we? Leicester, Tottenham. Shit, Liverpool <laughs> City, Aston Villa away and then Watford, Watford at home. Then home. It's gonna be it's gonna be special. It's gonna be special. Villa Villa and Watford I think. Come on. We're saying that Villa fighting relegation, so they could come at us with quite a lot. Yeah. I mean who No, oh yeah, they played you guys, hey. They played you guys at last. Mm.
0: Dan, it would be nice to have a good reaction from the whole thing tomorrow. I know you guys are playing Leicester.
1: <laughs> it would be lucky to have a reaction from you tomorrow if you if you keep... Be, yeah, I'm down, you know me. Short, I'm fam. Tell you, but we all, I'm scared to get too confident, to be honest, but... No, nah, but it's fine. I, I, I'll i stand by your prediction. So, Dan
0: predicts 3-0 Arsenal against Leicester tomorrow. And uh, I'm not delusional either. If we lose, I'm sorry, Okay. <laughs> I should say today because we're yeah. not gonna watch this like on the day of Arsenal Leicester. So I mean today, but anyway, yeah. sure for being here, Dan man. I know you. I know you keen to fight Bryce and Henry. I need to get you to. Uh... Uh, what, um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Henry, Henry, especially because you know what? I've actually I, I've noticed, and it's a, and it's a Liverpool and Man United thing because all of the groups that I'm in, right? I figured out that Liverpool fans tend to deliberately. Liverpool and Man United fans in these groups deliberately outnumber the other groups. Oh that's For some it. reason I don't know. They always there's always either two Liverpool fans and two Man United fans, just one Arsenal fan, one Spurs fan. Right. Last time when I saw Henry when they were talking about um who's the biggest club in London, and I just got this the biggest condescending vibe from all the Liverpool fans and I was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight you <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah,
0: know you know what, it'll be lucky to have all of us in the episode I'll make it happen soon
1: Yeah,
0: 100% dude Shout for being here Then I'll put your IG oh, at man. the bottom my guy
1: Shout, thanks so much for what? I'll Mine? put the Instagram handle at the bottom bro Yeah, please dude No stress Need followers, no I'm joking It's fine if you don't want to follow me <laughs>
0: Nah, don't worry, don't worry. We all need followers. <laughs> anyway, this is That's your boy, Ryan Leaf, on the Tag Out Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'll chat to you guys soon. it, then. Sure.